Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. And a fine Saturday morning to you, gents. This is the um, week for that. This is the week that you can do that. <laughs> and it's all good. It is. Oh, that's right. Finally, St. Patty's Day came. My day. <laughs> and it's the start of a, spring. Yay. I had a virus-related uh, holiday skippage. Uh, I guess just because we were in the house all day, I didn't even know that it was... <laughs> Is, is that terrible? Just another day in know. your little loungy pants that you like to wear. Day. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Shall we do a Shall we do a sanity check? You feeling okay? Oh yeah. Crazy times are these. Crazy times. Yeah. yeah. Day whatever of our uh, of our quarantine. Have you started doing captain's logs to yourself yet? No, because I'm I'm what I'm a Gen Xer. As you've seen the articles out there, this is our yeah. thing. Who's going to do this? This best? is our thing. Yeah, we've, we've been getting for ready for this, this all our lives. <laughs> That's right. I don't need to go outside. Yeah. I don't need people. I'm fine. Give me my Criterion channel, my Netflix, my Hulu, some board games. You know, I'm all good. In fact, I had to go to the pharmacy today and I was mad. I was mad at everybody else who should have been inside. Yes. That is where I was. You're ruining it for the rest of us. This is why you're not allowed to do something. You're not allowed to, to urinate in a swimming pool, public <laughs> swimming pool. Uh, you must wash your hands before you leave a public restroom. There are just things you have to do. 
And I'm very upset that other people are peeing in my swimming pool. That's what I feel like, right? Well, actually, as I recall from, was it a couple of years ago, all the water in Portland is contaminated by pee? Wasn't there somebody, they, somebody peed in that reservoir? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I'm not, you're not going to dig that up again. It was one time and it, it was fine. It was sure. fine. You and your pee water, that's that's fine. Yes. You can, you talk to me about pee water. Don't make me drag up Arizona stuff. Yeah, I know. Because the I, list is long and not distinguished. That's right. As I said, we're the West Coast, Florida. That's, yeah, that's not a good thing. Oh. You have the time change. You don't have to change your time. That's what you can crow about. Yeah. And that, then it gets the dark. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we talk it's about? Steep uh, cliff. Yes, mm-hmm. Are there any movies that we need to talk about? There's none coming out. As, <laughs> as far as I know, about. they don't exist anymore. No. We're in a post. This is post movie America. This is post. Yeah, post apocalyptic. This is what it looks like, folks. <laughs> the movie theaters <laughs> are closed. There's nothing I, coming. Nothing going. It is it is crushing uh, to see the stats about the industry. It's crushing to see stats about the theater chains closing. Uh, it's just crushing to see it. So I, I just want it out there that we're laughing because if we weren't, we'd be crying. That's why we're here. Because <laughs> it is not great. And we understand that it's not a joke. And so we shall make jokes about it. After you're here. Yes. The, yeah, it's really interesting to see how quickly theater chains switched from, you know, we'll we'll stay open, but we're limiting the seating per movie to all of a sudden just like we're completely shutting down. And yeah. it's it's great to see like theater, big theater chains like AMC that already started up their own AMC theaters on demand where you could watch or rent movies uh, mm-hmm. through their online streaming service, which is nice that they had that. But I mean, there's. There are a lot of theater chains that are, uh, like so many other businesses, going to be uh, kind of left in the lurch. It's going to be a tough time for everybody. Well, I mean, and, and I, I think you uh, you got the the first that you had posted just now in the community from a yeah, right. small film. I, it, it was unclear to me what they were doing. They were just asked, what, what was the ask from your local auteur theater? Yeah, it's a, it's a small theater here in Phoenix, and basically they're... Asking people to help them stay afloat through this time. They're basically saying, buy tickets to a movie. It's not a real movie. It really is just a donation. Buy a gift card. You know, pay us 120 bucks. We'll give you a single movie ticket the rest of your life. Uh, It's just ways to get money so they can kind of keep the doors uh, open so that by the time this whole thing is over, they're actually a business still. Mm. It's uh, it's tough. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like, what do you do when you're a small little company like that? And that's what you survive on. And now you can't do it. It's it's uh, hard to move forward. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of uh, well, I'd like to think a lot of uh, um, property owners are going to kind of take that into account and offer, you know, possible no rent periods for a time just like you know the we're starting to get zero percent interest rates with uh, some mortgages and things like that to kind of help offset some of this so I, I hope that happens to kind of offset some of this and help these little companies uh have you bought your imaginary movie ticket already <laughs> i haven't Okay, Andy, it's just like let me know. Like let me know pass. what you pretend to see. Yeah, it's it's movie pass. <laughs> it's like movie it pass. Is. It's a hundred and twenty dollars. It's a for a hundred and twenty dollars. You get a movie ticket a day for life. So it is, and you'll yeah. never see the movies. <laughs> it's just like movie pass. So we're talking yeah. all about this, but really, that we we led we with the uh, most important news that all the movies are being delayed. As you've heard, most of the movie's productions are being delayed. Uh, we do have some creative uh, release schedules. We're getting some day and date releases from uh, studios that are talking now about when we can see their uh, otherwise targeted for theatrical release films in your homes over the coronavirus. What are you most excited about seeing? We've got Universal's uh, made their list uh, uh, public. Uh, so we've got The Invisible Man, uh, The Hunt, uh, Emma, and uh, Trolls is coming out day and date. Uh, Easter weekend, it looks like that we'll be able to watch at home. Uh, some good stuff, right? Well, let's see. You got two Blood, fil- Bloodshot, also. Yeah, yeah. you've got yeah. two Fillboard movies there, so you got that. So that's right. Was like, so if you've been waiting to catch up, yeah, exactly. You can get those right now. I I actually got to see a preview screening of Emma, so I you know, but I would 
look forward to seeing The Invisible Man after listening to the film board view. That's one I w- yeah. was hoping to get out to see. Uh, I'm not a Trolls fan. Bloodshot, eh. Oh, you're I, missing out with the Trolls, let me tell you. I can't tell if you're being serious. No, right he now. is. He's being totally I serious. I love that first movie. Yeah, okay, I'm really, glad. Really I'm great. glad because I think you made me see it and I, I did enjoy that movie. It's really good. So I want to make sure I'm not alone. Oh, it was really I good. I think I Steve s- just has a cold heart. No, yeah. I saw the beginning of the first one and had a good time. And then I did see this weekend, we, you know, on our Disney Plus, we did watch Frozen 2, which was Frozen Terrible. 2. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. now, wait a minute. I have comments on that. Oh, you I do. think you guys are totally overreacting to that movie. It wasn't Frozen, but it wasn't the way it was sold to me. It was terrible. By Andy, who oh, okay. had such a caustic yeah. like, <laughs> emotional reaction to that movie, which I can only imagine was somehow related to the short. Yes, that I think was that somehow was, related that, to I think it. That was part of it. Yeah, I think. No, I think the well. He, I think he terrible. peed in his own lemonade. Oh yes, he did. <laughs> and it's not good. It was not. It was the music wasn't as good. It, none of it was as good. No, but it was not. No, it, it, it was, had some it beautiful torture. Sure, Andy just had a little. Look at you. Yes, You're finding the way yeah, to shine that apple. Yellow snow Olaf that ruined it for him. He was all. Somebody peed on his Olaf, and Andy can't get over it. It, it was my perma Olaf yes. is just a little little snow <laughs> snowman Olaf made of pee filled snow running. That around. song that they give to Olaf, "This will all make sense when I am older," mm-hmm. was delightful. It was great. Yeah, I oh, listen to you. No, that, uh, you know we we were watching. Then we get to that like eighties ballad thing, and we we just all paused for a second and thought, "Oh my gosh, this is horrible." Oh, they know exactly what they're doing. This yes. is genius. This is genius. Yes. They know exactly what they were yes. doing. And they made it. And I looked at my kids and they were like, what is this? I said, don't worry. <laughs> this is for me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so back to the trolls thing. I think you're missing out, Steve. Okay. Uh, and uh, that's too bad. It's it's funnier than it's punching out. And it has uh, above a its lot class. more heart than you'd realize. Okay. Yeah. Like by the time you get to the end, there's some pretty pretty great moments okay. that hit. Yeah. I see your true colors shining through. That's right. Okay. I do the whole thing. That's why I love you. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh boy. So uh, that was uh, that's the good news. That's not all the good news, Pete. What's the other good is news? Is there more good news? What's, what's the good news, Andy? <laughs> there's more good news. What is it? There's a whole other element of the movie Cats that, uh, <laughs> that people <laughs> people on the internet have gotten very, very excited about. See, oh. now, I didn't know that you liked that story because it hasn't been voted up in oh. our show doc. But I will tell you, I'm pretty eager to find the butthole cut of Cats. <laughs> as, as the story goes... Yes, uh, dear. That there was a there there's an animation team an animator that was hired specifically uh, <laughs> to remove the buttholes from the feline animations animated parts that originally were there. It's not like the they were wearing buttholes extra buttholes no. on their unitards. <laughs> they were added digitally somehow in the original well, uh, original I, digital outfit. It wasn't that they were the, it just the the texturing led to the appearance that made it look like there was. What did they say? Buttholes and other, you know, genitals there. So it was a, yeah. it was a, just like on real cats, yeah. their fur <laughs> yes. actually leads you, you to believe that underneath it, there's a butthole and genitals, <laughs> just like on real cats. Yes. And so they, so, somebody had to go in and actually remove all of that stuff. Yes. So uh, I like the uh, the the studio's comment. Hopefully that will add to the magic and mythical nature of the cinematic oh treasure. My gosh. <laughs> like totally just rolling right into it. I love it. That's great. Uh, it is uh, a perfect it, it's a perfect like cap to the end of that particular oh movie story. And now we shall be done the with real, it. Actually the real the real perfect cap will be when Zack Snyder calls for the release of the, <laughs> of the butthole cut. <laughs> Oh, that's that's. Was it Pete? Were you the one that wanted the mustache cut of uh, Spider? Uh, yes, Superman. All, all yes, mustache. Cut. All mustache cuts. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, 
So that's all good news. I in in the wake of all of the um I got a couple of stories. In the wake of all of the the filming delays and stuff, there's there is one filmmaker that is eagerly plowing ahead, and that is James Cameron and team for for the next Avatar film, parentheses S. Uh that their filming continues. It's been delayed, but they have enough digital work. Thank God, modern era filmmaking that they can plow right ahead and uh, uh, do their social distancing in their effects studios with Weta uh, Digital and so on. So don't worry, everybody. Avatar's still coming. Just like coronavirus. That's just like coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, it's going to get to you like whether you want it to or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there, uh, did you have a chance to watch this uh, video, the remaking of the Spider Verse trailer with traditional animation techniques that I posted? Anybody look at that? I yeah. did. It's really fun. cool, right? They, they did a great job. You know, all I could think about was like, if I if I tried to force my kids to spend that much time on a family project, they would hang me. Like, <laughs> yes, there's no way my I've kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, Dad, I'm done after like the first 30 minutes. <laughs> They're yeah. like, this, this is taking way too long and super boring. 30 minutes. That probably probably out. Just cut out, cut out that, yeah. cut out that high rise. <laughs> we need we need that for the background. <laughs> Well, it is very cool. It's two kids and their dad who's an animator, and they actually redo the trailer with traditional animation techniques and, you know, moving plates. And it, it is very cool. It's an incredibly cool, like, home project. And I just wanted to throw it in there because if you are a, a parent looking for something to do with your kids, have you thought about traditional animation? Uh, <laughs> because it's great. I, I actually, I should take a picture of our list, our whiteboard list of things the kids can do during the their uh, hiatus from life and it's like read a book write a book learn the piano and then somebody <laughs> added somebody added close-up magic <laughs> that's amazing yes so i'm hoping for some good now you see me style uh, uh close-up magic that we can that we can erupt from the house in may when you know we start to reclaim the planet have your kids jumped onto any of the like the different things that all the you know celebrities and stuff are putting out on the internet? Uh, you well, I mean, I I know that like, they have like been for watching... example, Debbie Allen, uh, the the famed dancer mm-hmm. and choreographer uh, who's been involved in quite a lot of things. Um, she did a, a free dance lesson for people yesterday, and I tried to get my daughter involved so that she could do it because she enjoys that sort of stuff. But of course, being the perfect teenager she was sleeping right in the middle of the day and slept through the whole thing well my kids uh haven't i did tune into a they they did get on instagram live uh like drawing lesson with an animator which was fun um but uh we sat in on the patreon weird weirdo stream Yesterday it was a it was a, a Patreon artists who are under under quarantine, uh, you know, doing a a, a three hour fundraiser stream, and they included the likes of Neil Gaiman who oh, wow. did a reading uh, from his quarantine location, which was really I mean it was great it was a, a really fun uh, you know of course. It's Jack Conti. He's the the you know founder of, of Patreon. He's also um, you know one of Pomplamoose is with his bride and so he did the whole thing from his studio and it was just really fun and he's such an animated guy that uh you know he was a great home host to a a fundraiser like that the other one is is um uh the late show uh not kimmel not seth myers who's the other one jimmy fallon Jimmy Fallon. Fallon's doing his thing from his house. And you know what? If you watch those, he has a slide in his house to get from the second floor from the first floor. That's what I took away from that particular video. He has a slide in his house. Oh, wow. I saw that. I was like, that's a weird. That's that's fantastic dad flex right there. So that's that. Consider that another project after you finish close up magic. Build the slide. You can. Build a slide, a slide in, in, your in. <laughs> in your house. I, I'll work on that, but first I'll have to work on building an entire second floor. So yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Makes that's sense. True. Slide. What, what your house lacks vertically, it's just very yeah. wide. Yes. Uh, what now, do we want to do next? I, you know what I could do is a wet uh, slip and slide. There I you go. Slip and slide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stretch across the house. Well, see, that's I have, right. You have now a I haven't seen like Jimmy. I haven't seen any of those shows. I did watch John Oliver. 
and oh, without a studio, in the void? without yes, without a studio audience, it's just it's hard to laugh sometimes. You're like, yeah, that's funny, but we're not all laughing out loud, and you don't have that studio audience <laughs> laughter. So it just he has these pauses, and you're thinking, okay, I'm supposed to laugh, but I don't really feel like laughing because it's just deadpan in the white void of talking about coronavirus. There's not a lot to laugh about. When he does his cutaways to, or like when he does his head turns to the, to the Chiron graphic and says like, do you, Mr. President? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. And nobody laughs. That's uh, (laughs) eerie. Yeah. It reminds me when I stopped watching the Big Bang Theory, right? I stopped watching it when some enterprising YouTuber posted a complete episode without the laugh track. And I realized, wow, this show isn't funny anymore. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tough. Um, what do you want to do now? You want to talk about trailers? We should. We should oh. definitely talk about trailers. I haven't seen your trailer yet, Pete. <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> everybody take a minute. Well, well, uh... well Andy's I was one of, of mine. I've never heard of yours. I guess I better watch it. Would you? <laughs> yeah. Let me do that. Let me see what this thing is. <laughs> And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Excellent. Excellent. They are in order of presentation. All right. So my trailer, uh, this is going to be an interesting section of the show during the coronavirus thing, because it's going to very quickly shift to a lot of things that are just going to be released digitally, I think is what we're going to start seeing, Uh, or smaller films. And uh, that's what I have here. The film that I'm looking at is called One BR, One Bedroom. This is the story about a girl who's uh, trying to start a new life, uh, moving out to L.A. She gets a a one-bedroom place in this apartment complex, and everyone seems nice. All the neighbors seem wonderful, but things kind of turn, and all of a sudden, things seem a little stranger than they should to be uh, for this apartment complex. Uh, We have uh, Nicole Bryden-Bloom as the lead here with a lot of unfamiliar faces or faces that are familiar in in ways where they're like, you know, bit parts in much bigger projects. And it's written, directed by David Marmore, who I am not familiar with. But I got to say, there's a tone to this that has uh, kind of a, a nice vibe that could really work out for me, kind of a little horror thriller thing going on here that uh, looks pretty exciting. Um, I, You know, it's one of those tricky trailers to gauge, though, because there are so many comments from reviewers and other people who have seen it at the various festivals it's played at, giving it much, much praise that it's hard to gauge. OK, but if, without all that, is it is it you know really going to sell me like these people keep telling me it's going to? I hope so. That was kind of uh, what I thought. Um, it definitely looks something like I would like to watch uh, late at night in the dark. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, okay. okay, I actually uh, I, I, I thought it looked I thought it looked great, and and I kind of I feel like I'm in that zone. I'm in the space of of these kinds of movies. Uh, all all of them this week. It feels like are. Maybe of a theme. Did I already forget what? Yeah, no, they're all sort of of the same tone. Um, and I and, and so I like it. This one, it I I hope it's better than like High Rise. Do you remember that? Did you see that? The Tom I remember Middleston the trailer. I never watched it. Yeah, no, it wasn't as good as the trailer. Just watch the trailer again. And and so that's the <laughs> that's the thing I, I want out of this one. I want it to be as good as the trailer. I found myself really intrigued. I was provoked uh, by yeah. this movie. I thought it was clever. That poor cat. Oh. Oh, yeah. What? Don't move into this apartment complex and no. that allows no pets with just, your cat. I love that they just, it's like so passive aggressive, right? Your cat is in the oven and on top it says no pets. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. You get it? <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get the message? <laughs> this this was in the running for my trailer pick because I had to, I had to choose and I almost went with this one. Uh, I I love this idea of you know somebody moving into an established sort of community and and trying to navigate the rules, the norms, and all of that, and and what happens when uh, somebody new to a community tries to to break those rules and what happens. Although I do have a sense that there's something more sinister. I I can't tell. If if it's just the community enforcing the rules, if there's something more supernatural.
supernatural and sinister at the root of everything. Uh, so I'm intrigued to see where where this story goes. I, I'm not expecting anything phenomenal out of it, but I think, yes, Andy, I'm right there with you. Put it on late at night and and have some jump scares and keep your cat nearby and, and you'll be okay. Well, it's that sort of horror movie where yeah. it's like you as it goes along, you realize everybody's in on it. Like yes. it's yeah. it's like the Wicker Man, you know. It's like it's not just one person in this apartment complex who's trying to chase her down and stuff. It's like everybody is watching you. Yes. Right. So I think that uh, that'd make a great uh, a series and a great list topic for future things. But uh, anyway, so far this has been uh, playing at lots of different festivals um, around the country um, since last summer, since summer twenty nineteen. And I don't have a release date uh, coming soon, though, I guess. Steve, what do you got? I have a film called Before the Fire. And it seemed like they dropped this, you know, just right at the right time because it's about a TV actress that is escaping to her rural hometown to get away from a global pandemic. And according to IMDb, an intruder from her past proves as dangerous as the encroaching virus. I, you know, this one I just picked because it, uh, it that's similar to Andy's trailer. It has a, just a certain vibe to it that this is something I would probably just, you know, catch on a, you know, evening scrolling through Netflix or something and say, oh, this looks like an interesting, you know, sort of subject matter. Nothing stellar that I'm expecting. But right now it's sitting at 7.5 out of 10 on IMD, DB, Ooh. based on 11 votes. So, but... <laughs> But what uh, <laughs> eleven votes? And 11 they votes. can't get it above seven point five. I know. Uh, My own the- <laughs> mother actually rated it a six. <laughs> so what this has going for it is that I think. Uh, well, the, our our main star uh, is actually also the the writer and the director Charlie Bueller. Um, Charlie is. Um, a woman, not a man. So we've got a woman directing a woman's story written by a woman. So I, I, I like this perspective they, that, they, that they may be bringing to this. Uh, for Charlie, this is like first feature film as far as I can see. And for Jenna Ling Adams, uh, she's got uh, you know some other stuff that she's been in. But this is... <laughs> She's written a short and then this one. So we will see. So maybe these are some new new voices breaking onto the scene here. But there's just something that, that caught my eye in, in looking at this of, you know, that, that small movie with one woman against, you know, forces from the past. So uh, right now it says it's got a release date of March 7th. I, I can't find out anything more about that if it's actually in theaters, you know, Right now, probably not, uh, but I don't see anything else about when it may be hitting any digital platforms, but this is one to keep an eye out. It may be showing up uh, sometime soon out there. What did you guys think? The thing that works with it is the tone and because yeah. the story is like it's hard to get a lot as to like what's going on. Other, You know, that you hear that there's like this virus going on right. and she's trying to get away. And then it's like, okay, but what's going on with the different people? And uh, it's hard to gauge exactly. But what it does have is a really nice tone through the whole thing that that just kind of gives you this unsettled sense and the way that she is reacting and is kind of suspicious of everything. And I, I just really liked the way that all of that played out through the trailer. And yeah. it, it's one of those great trailers that piqued my curiosity quite a bit um, to learn more about the story. And I think that uh, worked well in this case. I hope that the movie succeeds kind of in spite of itself in the trailer. I think yeah. they made, uh, to Andy's point, uh, it's chaotic. The trailer right. is chaotic. And, I, oh, sure. and I, I think the problem is they put just enough story in there that you're actually trying to parse it while you're watching the trailer. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Uh, and because all of the brothers kind of look alike, I sort of ended having like just being more confused and less provoked to see the movie like i'm just like that movie's going to be nonsense it's just noise even though i'm with you i like the tone and i like the whole environment and i love this just the idea of all of these movies i'm in for disease movies um i i I found the trailer kind of hard to track with and and i i'm not sure what that is because like you can make the same case for one br like there's just a lot of chaos and noise and i was able to track with that i was able to make sense of what i liked about it uh and this one i'm i find myself struggling i'll be curious this one for me is one that's definitely a late night 
a late night watch, okay. couch watch. Cool. When's it come out? Now? March 7th? <laughs> Two weeks oh. ago? Oh. Yeah, who knows? Yes. It's somewhere out there. The IMDb says March 7th, but who knows what with if it was scheduled to go into theaters or if it's just, you know, hitting digital. But like I said, that's that's all I know right now. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Well, I'm bringing the big animal. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm going to bring okay. the hippo- hippopotamus from across the pond. This is a uh, Edward A. Palmer film uh, called Hippopotamus, and it is a thriller, and it has a very small cast. Uh, uh, the um, uh, The cast, I think, is actually great uh, and and fun. Ingvid Dela, Dela. I'm going to go with Dela, uh, and you know her. You just don't know that you know her. She was Princess Leia in Rogue One. Uh, so oh, okay, figure that so we, out. So we saw. So she was the body exactly. over which they <laughs> exactly. CG'd young yes. Carrie Fisher. Huh. She has a number of credits. The other one, she was a World Hub Tech in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and uh, so then there's Rogue One, and then uh, she's got you know lots of other credits, uh, but those are the the big ones where she was uh, effectively a, a backgrounder, um, literally behind the CG. Uh, and so she is our, our principal. She is she wakes up and she has been kidnapped and she is in a room, a stone room. Her knees are broken and she has been told by her kidnapper that uh, uh, you I, I'm not going to let you go and I don't want money. I'm going to keep you here until you fall in love with me. And so it is a sinister unveiling of veiled memories on her part. Um, it, it It's you know there are there are allusions to room uh, and um, other movies of of that ilk i think it has again like these other movies i think it has a strong tone uh it is one of those kind of curiosity films uh i am uh, i'm definitely into locked room movies so that's one of the reasons this one piqued my interest the fact that the trailer goes from so subdued uh, really hinging on the kidnapping part to mayhem where suddenly her knees aren't broken and she's doing all this stuff and it's very, very active and frenetic. I thought the, the structure of the trailer was really nice and uh, it had me um, had me uh, interested in checking it out. What'd you think? It's funny that you mentioned that she played uh, Carrie Fisher or she played the Princess Leia yeah. Yeah. substitute for young Carrie Fisher, uh, which by the way, I just sent you guys uh, yeah. a link to Looking her photo. That dress like that um because when i saw her in this i was like oh is that felicity jones i think it's felicity <laughs> right. jones right. right no it's not felicity jones she not kind of looks jones. like felicity jones but it's not so it really <laughs> threw me at first when i was looking at her um but um boy i tell you this trailer uh really intrigued me it's uh right up there with uh, the kind of the psychological sorts of um films that I just find so thrilling when you see a film like this, the the mind games that get played. So plus, as I was looking at this, I'm like, this is a great idea for a simple script to put together, you know, yeah. two actors yeah. and uh, one set. And how smart is that? And I was like, gosh, I got to write something like this. It's just fantastic. So uh, well, very and, cool. and I, I forgot to add, this is, a, it, it looks like this is a, um, uh, an expansion of the short hippopotamus by uh, Edward Palmer starring not, not the short hippopotamus, not the short it's hippopotamus, a, the short that would be comma. a pygmy hippopotamus. Exactly. No, <laughs> you and I are right on the same page on that one. Uh, hip, Edward Palmer, uh, Ingvid Dahlia and um, Stuart Mortimer. Uh, it was just the three of them. And they did that in 2015. Uh, it's the same story. This looks like they finally got the um, got some dough to, to make the real thing. And uh, so that's that. Nice. This this one has uh, the full cast is looks like four total, but still, you know, very small, small. Double room. their budget. You, yeah. What do you oh. think, Steve? Yeah. No, I I love, you know, films like this sort of like locked room. You know, you've got two characters that have to carry this. I'm always you know, intrigued to see how to move the story along. What are what are our barriers what are our obstacles how do you keep an audience engaged when you've just got a single set and two two characters interacting i think it's really challenging it's great you know the the when you put limits on creativity it can push you into really unique directions so i'm i'm always curious to see how this turns out i mean there's it's definitely reminded me of uh, 10 cloverfield lane uh Mm -hmm. as well but uh yeah this is one of these i 
these films like I love discovering films like this because they are often big surprises if if well executed. And this one just has a real interesting look to it. And we get a lot of this sort of I guess the cut of the trailer is you get these longer scenes and then towards the end it just the pace quickens up. We get lots of shots of lots of different things happening as the story progresses. And I'm really curious to see how all this fits together. So I'm I'm all in on this one. This I from the title, I don't know. It's one of these things where I'm like, what? Hippopotamus? What? Is this going to be one of these weird things that's like a, we're a clever writer. We're going to, you know, what, what is, there's going to be somebody tells a story about a hippopotamus. I don't know. Or it's going to be, there's no reference to hippopotamus at all in this movie. And you're just going to be wondering, <laughs> what? What does this have to do with anything? Yeah. So, Well, somehow uh, they did get... Uh, if you look at their poster, it's uh, their poster's great. Lots of wonderful one word, two word, five word comments uh, from. <laughs> so you're saved it all for the poster, mine was one, all the Yeah, right. And then and then mesmerizing Roger Deakins. Yes, like, I come love on. that. Yes, that's that's a yeah. You that, know, that's that's, that's a, what I would put on there. <laughs> it's a flex. Yeah. It, it is certainly yes. a flex. So it comes out. Uh, it, it has no reviews yet. Not even mom uh, for in IMDb. So it is a big flat nothing. Uh, so we don't even know how good it is yet, even the yeah. 11 people. Uh, but it does look like it's going to get a UK release March 27th, 2020 in the age of Corona. Hopefully we will see it uh, online soon. I hope so. Yeah, Me too. Those poor folks in the UK, they're going to have to watch it in low res, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you dropping some more current events I right know, there in the middle of the show. It in there. You're yep. not supposed to do that. <laughs> hey, I break different kinds of rules <laughs> than you guys break. Steve likes to break. Well, both of you like to break uh, <laughs> rules for our list, but we'll we'll save that for when we get there. Okay. Hey, uh, let's re rank some movies, Andy. Oh, let's. Wait, you're get, signed in? I was ready. I, Wait, I feel I like we need a thing. I feel like we need a song. We need to like let's re rank some movies. You know, something. Where's Tommy? We need a <laughs> I know. we need a little well, re rank gonna, song. I, I need to farm that out. I'm gonna go to get to, yeah. to uh, uh Tommy and, and we'll get a new theme song. Okay. Definitely need a new re ranking theme, theme song. There yes. you go. Mm -hmm. All right, first up, Snowpiercer or the Big Lebowski. Snowpiercer, please. <laughs> I mean, I love me some Lebowski, but it's Snowpiercer for me. It's uh, so, so look at Steve. Oh, this hurts him. Is he okay? No, it's Lebowski. Interesting. I love Snowpiercer, but uh, I don't know. I've watched Lebowski more times. It grows on me every time I watch it. It's it's I'm a sorry great about one. that. It really yeah, is. You should, you yeah, should see it about that condition. Oh, stop it! Uh, I had right, to see stop to see what condition my condition is in. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I love that. Good way to bring that back around on him. Um, Steve, you're tracking how many <laughs> yep. we're doing, right? Yep. Okay, next up, we have The Book of Eli or the 1954 A Star is Born. Book of uh, Eli. I'm going to say Book of Eli, and I'm going to say Steve has not seen A Star is Born from 1954. That's correct. Mm. All right. Well, Book of Eli takes that, held steady at 332 Wait, did, on did our Pete start. Did Pete say anything, or did he just sort of... No, no, no I said Eli. Book of Eli oh, first. Okay. Eli said it quick. Oh, okay. Oh, he, right. he was quick on that one. All right. Next up, Never Let Me Go from one of our Speakeasy episodes or Blowout. Blowout. Oh, Never Let Me Go. That was a good one. Though. I did. Um, I did enjoy that one. I could be swayed, but uh, oh, my, oh, I'm going to say blowout. blowout. I'm going to say Blowout. I don't think Steve has seen Never Let Me Go. No, I have. I, I read oh, the book sure and I saw the movie. So, yeah, that. I should, I should have known is a story about young people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> In fact, if he uh, hasn't read it, it's OK. He was he was born having already read it. <laughs> Uh oh, that's no. I'll I'll go with you guys on that. Yeah, blowout. Yes, yeah, blowout. Okay. Blowout yeah. jumped from one ninety nine to one thirty seven. Oh, okay. On chart. The Great Escape or When Harry Met Sally. Oh, it's When Harry Met Sally for me. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give him that. Yeah, that's. I'll a, give you that. It's When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, that went from two fifty seven to one thirty two. Wow, okay. that was low wow. on the chart. Wow. Probably something Pete did. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Next up, we have Taxi Driver. <laughs> These the are, other one. This will be uh, or Rabid. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'll definitely say Taxi Driver. Rabid. <laughs> I'll say Taxi Driver. Oh, Steve that, hasn't seen Rabbit. No, I haven't. I, yeah, no. 
He's not a Cronenberg fan. No, because I, you know, I watched the. Oh, I know. What, the That's because that... you watch all the wrong ones. You don't listen to me. You listen to Pete, and then you watch the wrong ones. <laughs> okay, I, it's okay. I, I actually. Okay. What am I saying? I think I'm going to go with Rabbit. I think we it's need to. Too dash, late. Dash, are you serious? Too late. Clicked. Yes, he I clicked. clicked it. We're okay, way fine. 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 Even there's, though hey, there's, there's got to be an undo. Oh, there is. There's definitely an undo. We don't. There is no undo. There is no undo. There's live recording. Not live recording. There's no undo. There's always an undo. Taxi driver held steady at 328. Oh, which is fine. Why is Taxi Driver so low? <laughs> because it's a terrible movie. No, it's <laughs> not. Oh my gosh. All right, okay. next up Boogie Nights or Million Dollar Baby. Oh, it's Million Dollar Baby for me. I mean, I love Boogie Nights, but Million Dollar Baby's way up there on my chart. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Steve. Have you seen these? Yes, I've seen both like of them. And yeah, uh, they both have problems. I worry problems. that he disagrees. You're He's so quiet. His... You had me nervous. Yeah, no, no, He's no, touching I... his face in the no, age of cause... coronavirus, uh... which was huge risk. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his fingers on his eyeballs. <laughs> touching the eyeballs. I just, uh, both of them have problems. So I, yeah, I'm indifferent. So yeah, that's Both fine. of them have problems. Wow, yes. okay. Yeah. Well, Million Dollar Baby held steady at spot okay. 54 on okay. our chart. Oh, this is fitting. Contagion oh, <laughs> versus the Untouchables. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> What's Alex great is the the poster standing. for Contagion says, "Don't talk to anyone. Don't touch anyone." Next to the Untouchables. <laughs> the untouchables. <laughs> oh, that's um, so perfect. I, you know, I had more problems with the Untouchables when we when we had it on the show. No, it's mammoth. But I it's also, brilliant. I also. I still have problems with that. You have I also have problems with, with contagion, though. Yes, Steve, I know you if do. You let me finish talking. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to say Untouchables between these two. Yes, it's the Untouchables. Move on. Wow. What does uh, Pete have to say? <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> Move goodness. on. I am. I'm definitely the Untouchables, but yes. uh, I don't. Un- I don't understand the nonsense you're spewing about Contagion. I no, no, I, I like Contagion, but to me, uh, there's something more perfect about how the Untouchables is constructed. There's so every time I watch that, there's just ah, oh, it's so good. So it good. has its issues. <laughs> it has its issues, and it, you, you'll be happy though. It had a huge jump. It went from 368 on our chart to 137. Okay, oh, good. Nice. That was what's, really low. Yeah. What's next? Jojo Rabbit versus Fatal Attraction. <laughs> next up, we have <laughs> The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, or once again, Never Let Me Go. I will go with Priscilla here. Um, I have so much fun with that one. I, I will too. I quite. I, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. Priscilla. Mm-hmm. What? Shock and awe. Well, Priscilla held steady at spot 102 on our chart. Next up, we have Christmas in July or Intacto. Mm, Boy, I sure love Intacto. Intacto, I also love Christmas in July, but yeah, I'll say Intacto. Yeah, I have not seen the Christmas in July. Come on. Have you seen Intacto? Yes, I saw that in the theater. It was like a preview screening or something. And do it for Max. Come on. Do it for Max. That makes me think we saw it in the same theater. Why do you you think we saw it in the same theater? Because I went to a preview of it. Oh, okay. So, all right. This is a great story. This is why people hang out with us. Yes. <laughs> we both saw the preview. It must have been the same place. <laughs> the same one. <laughs> anyway, Intacto uh, held steady in spot 190. I know. Next up, Pritzi's Honor or Major League. This is the last one. Major League. Okay. I will say Major League as well. Steve? It's, I've seen Major League once. I've seen Pritzi's Honor, I think, once. And for both of them, it was like... Back in the '90s, so I don't remember either well enough to make a decision right. on this. So that's right. okay. Well, we made Major the League's right going to take yeah. it. And Major League <laughs> held steady at 387, so okay. no changes there. All okay. right, re-ranking is done. Wow, that's a heck of a segment we've got there. Okay, let's do the list. <laughs> that wasn't that long? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, what are we talking right. about this week? I hope I prepared the right one. I hope you did too. So this week uh, we had we talked about Spike Lee's Bamboozled on the show, and mm-hmm. in Bamboozled, one of the things that they're doing is putting on a TV show. And of course, uh, the votes uh, went to TV production in movies. So that's what we're talking about tonight. 
movies that have TV, TV production in them. So I guess I get to start. I'm not you do. Used to starting. It's been a while. So I was really torn on this. I was trying to gauge because it's actually a, a pretty easy list to put together. There's an, a lot of choices in there. So I was gauging, do I do our news? Is the news show okay? Should I just stick with actual TV TV shows? And honestly, I don't think I've fully settled. I think what I'm going to do is uh, probably just be all over the place. So first up, I'm going to go with, um, I, I think I'm picking this one because of the central performance um, by Jake Gyllenhaal, which was just fantastic, of a uh, a uh, a film or a news what do, you, what do you call him? A guy who's going out to capture the news. He's a stringer. Yes, that's his yeah. subtitle. A guy He's who goes stringer. out to capture news footage. He's a stringer. All yeah. of these things. There he are goes out to, to capture uh, events and uh, sell them to the news stations. But between him and the producer, he needs to be getting more and and more and better stuff, and so he ends up kind of going down this dark road of creating some uh, some things. And it's a, just a fantastic movie. I don't feel like it got enough buzz. Uh, again, it's with the Gilroy clan. Dan Gilroy mm, is behind yes. this one. Really great movie. That's my first pick, Nightcrawler. That's a mm. good pick. It is a good pick. It is not a steal. No. It probably should have been. That indicates that. I think my list is guilty pleasure heavy. Well, also, I think, as I said, there are just a lot of options yeah. here. So, which is always fun. All right, Steve. Okay. So this week was crazy. I didn't actually create my list. I farmed it out <laughs> to somebody. So What? <laughs> yes. I, you can do that? I, well, th- let me just say, my, my viewing history strongly aligns with my brother. And so I was like... <laughs> you I, gave it to your brother. I didn't give it to him. He, he saw, I think, uh, in Discord that I was like, I got. I haven't had time to think. He's like, here, these. And I was like, yes. That's this amazing. This is exactly... He knows my <laughs> mind. We, so I'll... So I'll t- this is all like 80s and 90s and these are all just oh my gosh I this is this is my list and he the first one it would have taken me a while to get to it but it it would if I'd had time eventually gotten to this because this was something discovered on t- TV and so as I dug into quickly to get some information about this I did not know that this was actually the first original movie financed by Showtime it is Danny DeVito's film directing debut. It got a WGA award for best original TV comedy movie, 1984's The Ratings Game, which is, have, have either of you seen this? Nope. It's, never. Oh my gosh. So Danny DeVito and his his brother, they're these New Jersey trucking guys, and he has this desire to be a big Hollywood producer and he basically gets involved with like the the mob somehow, and they basically sneak into people's houses that have the Nielsen boxes, and then like take them to people that are connected to the mafia or their their friends and family or whatever. So basically, he's creating these like really like B grade TV shows, but because they're basically paying all these people to watch the shows, the ratings go up. So it's this whole sort of satire on the Nielsen ratings and TV and the shows the these shows they make are just horrible, hilarious spoofs of stuff that was on TV in the 80s. Uh, but you've got Danny DeVito, Real, Rhea Perlman, uh, Michael Richards, Daniel Stern, George Went, a lot of familiar face, familiar faces from the 80s. It's uh, If you look on YouTube, it's actually posted out there in probably really crummy quality. Uh, but it is something that probably is not going to hold up to the test of time, but it is something that I just remember thinking was hysterical, especially this, the spoof move, uh, TV shows that they put together for this. The Barry, game. Barry Corbin is in it. And I wonder yeah. he's playing a character called the Colonel. I wonder <laughs> how many times he's played the Colonel. The Colonel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. Pete. Good pick. Uh, okay. Mine. Um, let's see. So I'll start with the guilty pleasureist. Of guilty pleasures for me because okay. this movie, I, I, Andy, I think will be able to talk about it more recently because of this his own insane series uh, viewing. Um, but I, I remember this movie because of the way it absolutely glorified the uh, 
the the business of broadcast news and field reporting and being a, a reporter that goes out into the into the wilds and war zones and also a kick in love story between old people uh, because I saw it when I was a kid and that is up close and personal. It is a celebration of tropes between Michelle Pfeiffer and Robert Redford. Uh, and Joan Didion wrote the script. Uh, like, that is a straight-up sex romp, if I've ever heard it. Uh, <laughs> it's just all euphemism. I want to do. I want to just watch this movie and then go read At the Dam over and over and over again uh, because of Joan Didion. So, up close and personal. Also, Celine Dion, that song. There's a song. From it, it's the very famous song that is now nobody remembers was attached to this movie. It was actually attached to this movie. Now I can't remember what it was. Because you loved me. Because you loved me. Yes, that's what it was. Uh, thank you, Andy. So I don't know, Andy. You you've probably watched it more recently. I haven't. You have. I've never seen it. I've what? never seen it. What? This is. I thought you were I, doing your Robert Redford. I Didn't am. You do, a do you know Redford how many series? movies he's done before this he's movie? Like, he's like I just finished the eighties. <laughs> yeah, he was sixty. Oh, he yeah. was sixty when he made oh, this movie. God. Michelle Pfeiffer was thirty something. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so but, many uh, movies to go. It it yeah. it really glorifies all the tropes of working in television, and I worry that it doesn't do that uh, as well as I really want it to. Uh, so I'm going to leave it in my memory and be fine with it. Sure. Um, up close and personal. There you go. Yeah, 1994, a, I think. That's uh, 96. 96. All right. Yeah, with a stellar 31% on Rotten Tomatoes based yeah, on not, 35 reviews. Yes. Apparently, yeah. I'm right. It's not good. I, but. I saw it. <laughs> I don't remember anything about it. It was one of these, you're in Blockbuster, whatever just came out this weekend isn't there. Well, Robert Redford, Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Yeah, I'll watch that. So you're eh. telling me it isn't a steal? <laughs> no, it's not. I completely forgot this movie. When you mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a that's a movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it was close to my heart at one time. And sure. uh, so there you go. Okay. Once upon a time. Once upon a time. Close, Andy, what do you got? To. All right. So for this next one, I am picking a film that I owe a rewatch to. I remember really enjoying it in college. And I feel like I watched it again sometime afterward, thought it was really clever, and then I kind of forgot about it. And I still feel like one of these days I need to check it out again and, and watch it because Stephen Frears directed it. I really like what Stephen Frears does. It's got uh, Dustin Hoffman, Gina Davis, Andy Garcia, mm. and it's a really interesting yeah. film called Hero yes. that is about this uh, this down-and-out criminal who, uh, who rescues all of these Gosh. people from... Of a yes. plane crash and including this TV reporter. And then uh and then it just kind of they did they, they turn him into this this hero. And uh, you know, and then all, all, all the people are trying to figure out who he was and everything. And it just is a great satire on uh, just all of this uh this world of uh media and uh finding heroes and everything. Uh, I just thought it was a fantastic film. Chevy Chase has uh, I just remember he's got a great one-liner toward the end of it that just made me laugh out loud um but i can't remember what it was but i just remember really enjoying it so i need to check it out again it is hero from 1992 that's a great pick i can't oh, I, yeah. mean, I have such a faint memory of it but uh it's yes. that poster comes back to me hard yes oh yep, yes yep, absolutely yeah. all right steve uh okay it, it... Every time Andy starts describing a movie, <laughs> well, Pete, you started describing up close to personal. I thought, oh no, it's a steal. And then Andy started describing his for a second. And I was like, oh no, no, it's a steal. Because it's like, this is a movie I remember really enjoying when I saw it. I haven't seen it in a long time. It has to deal with broadcast news because it's called broadcast news. It's uh, a steal. There we go. Because, oh my gosh, Holly Hunter and William Hurt and Albert Brooks. And just, this is one I saw, it must have been. Probably when I worked at the video store, maybe in college, I can't remember, but it's one that I just thought, wow, this film is really put together well. And it's one that I thought, I really need to revisit this one. Uh, it's sitting at a 7.2, you know, on IMDb. It probably deserves to be higher than that because I just have such great memories of this. Uh, but I don't know how well it's going to hold up, you know, uh, over time to see how some of these things play out. But I, I was figuring it was going to be a steal, and I'm surprised, you know, it, it wasn't earlier in your list. 
It, it was there my are so many pick. movies. It's your, yeah, so it's, many movies. It's, yeah. it's written down as one of yeah. my options, uh, but it's gotcha. more of a backup. Yep. All right, Pete. I'm. I'm. I'm that was going to be my my number two pick. So I'm going to go okay. for my number two backup because okay. I have backups at every level. Now. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so my number two backup is actually it's it's still a, 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 a news exploration. Uh, it is a um, it, it's it's a little Ronnie Howard flick. Uh, mm. and I, it surprised me that this one stuck with me as much as it did. I think, I, I think higher of it, uh, in memory than, than maybe I did even when I saw it. Uh, it is, uh, his dramatic retelling of the Frost Nixon interviews. It's called Frost Nixon. I really liked Frank Langella's, um, uh, performance in here. I think he was just great. And uh, playing David Frost, Michael Sheen was, uh, also, uh, I think really, really good. And, and I think he, he, uh, brought, a a great representative of David Frost. Uh, so, um, wonderful cast, Sam Rockwell, Kevin Bacon, uh, Oliver Platt, Rebecca Hall, Toby Jones, just a great cast. And, uh, I really had a good time with this. That is a good one. Very good. Haven't seen it. Really? Oh, yeah. It's worth oh, checking no, out. It's re- it is really okay. worth checking out. No, yeah. it's, it's great. All right. For my final pick, this is one that, um, I feel like, uh, now it's going to be a steal from Pete because I figured this was going to be uh, on his list uh, and he hasn't said it. So I'm like, well, it has to be a steal. And so I'm assuming it is. And, you know, you brought your Robert Redford. I'm going to bring mine. This is the film that Robert Redford directed in 1994, a couple of years after yours. Uh, fantastic film quiz show which is uh about the the game show and the big scandal that happened in the 50s uh, when uh it kind of showed that the game was actually fixed the way that this film was put together was just stellar um it's it's a best picture nominee that seems to kind of get forgotten unfortunately because i think it's just brilliant watching ray fines john Turturro. Uh, Rob Morrow, David Paymer, and, and Paul Schofield. Ooh, the conversation that Ray Fiennes has with uh, his dad, played by Paul Schofield, is just, uh, that's just top-notch stuff right there. Uh, definitely a film everyone should check out. Quiz show. Oh, that's so good. So good. It's not a steal, but that, yes. Great. Did great I steal film. that from you, Pete, or did you Absolutely not put that Absolutely yes. you stole it from me, but you got to play the game. I wanted that's it right. at number I one. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to wait. Know. You I know. That's a good one. Oh, that's a bummer. Okay. That's okay. There's right. there's a lot that you could put on yes. there. So. All right, Steve, what's next for you? So just earlier this week, I watched His Girl Friday. And in my review on Letterboxd, I mentioned that I just, I you know, they don't make screwball comedies like that anymore. And this film is probably the closest thing to that. It is a movie that is near and dear to my heart. It is a family favorite. I remember seeing this in the theater and just having so much fun with this. It's got an amazingly talented cast, huge, huge cast, Robert Downey Jr., Kevin Klein, Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> Elizabeth Shue, Sally Field, Soap Dish. Oh my gosh. I, I want to oh, go I watch totally it right forgot. now. I, yep. <laughs> it's so totally much forgot. fun. It is so much fun. I love this so much. If people have not seen this, you have to track this down and watch it. It is just ridiculous fun. All about the shenanigans going on behind the scenes of filming a soap opera. That And I would agree with you. That movie is so much fun. I can't believe I totally spaced it, but it's definitely one that is absolutely worth checking out. Wow. Oh, man. Too long. And now, now I'm left with just grief. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, there's I a, had, a... my ideal my ideal list has been played. It's up close and personal for my uh, guilty pleasure uh, child, and then broadcast news was a steal, and then quiz show was a steal. That was it. That was going to be my list, and okay. I feel like it has I, been robbed. I okay. feel in shock right now that there's this huge one hanging out there, Pete, that you're not saying. And if you don't say it, I will really be flabbergasted. Well, especially you. with your attitude right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, there is one that I am I'm very uh, enthusiastic about, um, and I've already used it, and I'm trying oh, to like broaden hmm. yeah, the okay. field a little bit. So it's there. It's it's. I had it as a pick at one point. I just don't know which one that is. I can't remember everything you've picked in the past. What? You can't. I, I, try. I, try. I try. What? 
I have picked, uh, I'm going to go with number one. I'm going to do a repeat pick because I think this is one of my very, very favorites. And uh, it is absolutely uh, worth seeing. If you've not seen it, it is 2005's Good Night and Good Luck. There it is. Oh, that's not what I had. That's not what you were going to say. What were you thinking? What was Galaxy Quest? Man. That has been used like 19 times now. I'm sure of it. it I have haven't finished 20. the database. Well, but you know what? Every time it was you or Steve, you guys are always playing Galaxy <laughs> Quest. Not, I mean, that's there's not really the production of the TV show going on. The yes. show's done already. Uh, and so that one's really a fringe rule breaker. I thought there you go, sure, Steve. Yes. I'm I'm with, yeah. I stand with Steve. As the person who usually is breaking the rules, I'm surprised you would bring that up as an excuse. No, no, because there's no like, <laughs> fil- there's not, they're not filming anything on TV. It's just, uh, there's a TV show in the past. I thought for sure they it was fil- this good, <laughs> good night and good luck. I knew that was going to be in Pete's. Yeah, the I knew, I knew yeah. that'd be out there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other yeah, I, I had that I didn't play uh, was Money Monster because I was really quite fond of that too. And it's another, uh, God, it's another clue. I totally forgot even came out. Yeah. yeah. I never it was saw good. it. It, just, it, it, it yeah. didn't have the, the, um, didn't have the heart. It was oh, okay. uh, that uh, I think good night and good luck had. So. Okay. I'm going to stick with well, that. Well, I had a face in the crowd, King of Comedy, Truman Show, The Running Man, Slumdog yeah. Millionaire, Tootsie, Bruce Almighty, Cloudy with yeah. a Chance of Meatballs. Oof, list was endless. Where is there a TV show in Cloudy What does it take for you She's to not say reporter. Cloudy She goes there to report the news. <laughs> <laughs> That's her whole wow. character. Yes, I know. But You even have Al Roker in what, talking what is- to her. <laughs> I mean, face in the crowd, I get. Yes, totally, because it's about a ter- TV personality and all of that. But <gasps> wait a minute, like, you guys! It's, it's like, Steve's oh my gosh, got some really particular rules like, on this well, one. Well, this this movie has a TV show playing on a TV in the background. Let's put that on the list. <laughs> yeah, this is coming from Steve, whose list yeah. actually is Soap Dish, Broadcast News, The Ratings Game, Rear Window, Rear Window, Rear Window. <laughs> there was a camera in it. <laughs> they, he was making a movie, a TV show. Come on. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. oh I mean, I thought we... for sure. I mean, come on, network. How about that? Let's put that on the list there. I would be more we likely to have that We did it one. on the show. That would have been you. That would have been me, but I figured you were going to break the rule because that's one of your top favorites. So It is one of my very, very yes. favorites. And it needs a mention, a so there. It's a good one. All right. All right. What Where are we, are we going, going next week? What are we going to do this week? So we were talking about Black Klansman, Spike Lee's latest film. Um, so we got undercover uh, police detectives. We've got uh, Colorado Springs in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Can we put Pete's home movies on the list then? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's excellent. That's, that's, uh, I am all about that. None of them are on IMDb, but I got them. That's right. <laughs> Well, let's see. What else? We've got the KKK. There's yeah. always a fun list topic. Yes. Oh. Oh, geez. No. We've got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think this time uh, we have to go to our tried and true friends over at IMDb. Okay. And, plot uh, keywords. And I think we need to look at plot keywords, don't you think? Uh, because that has. Dare. I, I think it's safe to say plot keywords never let us down. In some capacity, they never let us down. Uh, they certainly give us opportunity to laugh. And so, I don't even know where they are. Plot, taglines, sometimes plot keywords. There we are. Here we go. Plot Klansman, plot keywords. Hey, What's right jumping there. out at you? There's our first first two. Ku Klux Klan, undercover cop. Right there. And Boom. white supremacy. Yes. <laughs> How about no, no. dance scene? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Refer- movies with references to O.J. Simpson. Uh... There, there is that. No. Yes. Colorado Springs, that. references to Jackie Robinson, only movies that reference Jackie Robinson <laughs> or Sybil Shepherd. Excellent. Yeah. Movies in and around related to cheese. Gotta be great no. if we could do double dolly shots, but I think Spike Lee is probably still yeah. the only person yeah. who does it. <laughs> um, activist uh, how about, movies. How about, uh, well, activist movies. There's definitely activism going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We've got. Um, we could do. We we actually could do great undercover cop movies, like specifically yeah, like deep cover cop movies. Yeah. So I'm I'm for that. I think undercover cop movies, and then. Well, we do have 1970s as a plot keyword, and so is Colorado Springs. So there we are. Um, <laughs> we could do movies in Colorado. We could do Colorado movies. That's actually great. Let's, Let's do yeah. Colorado okay. movies. Colorado movies. Oh, I like that. Okay. And then do we want to do like 
KKK or or broader of just like subversive organizations or um, is that too? I mean, I guess you're probably going to get that with us because you're going to get yeah. that with the undercover piece. I think is going to there's going to be some overlap there. Probably, um, yeah. And um, you know what? That just makes me sad. Yeah. Oh yeah. It does. It does. does. Yeah. So, gross. How about target practice movies with great target oh. practice? scenes uh okay. or, or there's a tricky one to search bull, for like like sharpshooter movies yeah target practice slash sharpshooter i like that because that how, how about how about um bomb plots bomb pl- you know plans to blow things up okay i can go okay. with that too i can okay. do that too let's do that All right let's put that i like that kaboom kaboom, kaboom. these okay we'll throw that in there all right there we go undercover cop movies colorado movies kaboom movies all right <laughs> All right, we'll get that up in the Show Talk channel over in Discord. You can get in there and get your vote cast uh, by next week, and we will uh, pick what we'll next week on the show. We'll be talking about whatever is the one that got the most votes. Should be fun. Is there a way that Steve can get Rear Window into any of these? It didn't take in Colorado. He's kind of undercover. I'm sure he could call. (gasps) He's not a cop, but he's yeah, undercover. undercover. No, you you nailed it. That was right. That's what I was. His flash goes kaboom. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Good. I feel good about that. All right. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Um, Where should they go if they want to get in the Show Talk channel and support us, Pete? Well, they should visit patreon.com slash the next reel or the next reel.com slash Patreon and uh, you should sign up. You should consider supporting us uh, in this uh, in this time of wonder uh, because you can get access to the fantastic uh, online community that go- is behind the next reel. There's some really great people talking about really great movies and some movies that aren't really great, uh, but they're still talking about them because they're great people. The next reel.com slash Patreon. And you can do other stuff there too, right, Steve? At thenextreel.com? Yes, you can. You can buy merch. <laughs> you can buy your, be careful wearing it in public, I Am Patient Zero shirt. You can also get your new uh, Marvel Movie Minute Season 2 stuff for Ooh, the yeah, just, just dropped going live. this week, the Marvel Movie Minute uh, Incredible Hulk series that's going. So you can you can brag about being a fan of that series as well. Yes, yeah, so there's... You know, stuff over there at the uh, at the TNR.com slash, or the next reel.com slash merch. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We really appreciate it. And until next time, have a good one. Bye, everybody. Hondo. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.